0: hey guys what's up my name is Megan Miller I am with marketing with Megan and today with this being my first podcast I really wanted to hop on here today and kind of give you a backstory of how I got into internet marketing how I became an entrepreneur and really how I got from point a to point B so uh, this may be a little rough being my first podcast so please bear with me but I'm just gonna go ahead and um, go ahead and get started I guess so, Basically back in 2009 I, I felt like I was lied to. I was just finishing up college and I went to college to better myself to live this successful life which I feel like they teach you like go to school get a degree and you will set yourself up for success. I spent thousands of dollars well, really, in reality, I went into debt thousands of dollars to get this degree to only make my salary right out of college $25,000. I had more student loan debt than I made in literally a year's salary. Um, and like, if I back up just, just kind of a step here, um, so in 2009, I was, you know, finishing college and I remember... Um, so I went through this business program and at the university of Idaho, and it was basically like three hours a day, three times per week. And it was over multiple facets of business. So their pitch on it, university of Idaho will say like, you know, this is basically like getting an MBA degree, um, as a bachelor's degree. And they talk about how there's only one other college in the United States that's offers this type of education. So I bought into it. I was just finishing up that degree. And I remember in the spring of 2009, um, like, like I said, it was a three hour block of of classes for this business program. But typically what would happen is, you know, like during that three hour block, you would have like your maybe accounting and economics teacher teach for like a six weeks phase. And then you know, you would go into kind of human resources and marketing. So like not all of the professors would be in this room all at one time. And I remember one morning uh, coming in class, getting ready, you know, to start the day and all of our professors were standing at the front of the classroom, just like the first day of course went a class when they all came to introduce themselves. And Anyway, so it was kind of weird. We were like, what is going on? So I remember that day very, very clearly. And the message that they came in to tell us was that we advise you to go get your master's degree or good luck because the economy is like terrible right now. And you're going to be going up against people with 20 years of experience for any level of job. Um, you know, like we were told the, the biggest employers in Boise and Portland were laying people off by the hour because the economy was just crashing. So at that time, I really didn't want to go and get a, you know, go in, get more debt, get a master's degree to kind of wait out this economy crash. So I figured I would, you know, dive deep into finding a job. So luckily, um, I was able to find a job um, starting out as an executive assistant. And the job was located in San Antonio, Texas. So that was about 2000 miles away from where I grew up. And I ended up starting that position, like literally two weeks after finishing my last class in, uh, in Idaho. So I basically sold everything that wouldn't fit in my two thousand six Ford focus. I packed up everything that would fit and I drove across the country to start my career and really fully engrossing myself into that you know what I'm gonna become this successful businesswoman and I'm gonna hit the ground running and you know like when i when I got to this job and everything, first of all, it wasn't anything that I was anticipating or expecting, but like to, like I said, I was making $25,000 a year. That was my starting salary. And I guess at the time, you know, like frankly, that, that really isn't a lot of money, but at the time I was so excited to have landed a job. Unlike many of my classmates that were also graduating at that time, that didn't have they didn't know what their next step was. They didn't know where they were going. So I was just grateful for that opportunity. And, you know, like I said, I uh, wanted to hit the ground running. So I got down here and, you know, was so excited to get to work. So like I said, uh, you know, my salary was $25,000. And I I was broke. I I was literally broke. I was having a hard time making ends meet, living off of that salary. You know, it wasn't like I had family or friends down here that I could, you know, get help from or, you know, rent an apartment with or anything along those lines of, you know, just having someone kind of in your corner. I was 2,000 miles away from my friends, my family, everything I loved. And to kind of give you an idea of how sick or how broke I was, I got really, really sick. And... Thankfully, I'm kind of the type of person that never really gets sick. So for me this experience was kind of a big deal. Um I I remember being at work and it was super cold outside. I think it was like in January. And I I just felt absolutely horrible, but I was like, you know what, it's just a head cold, whatever, and you know, I'll be fine, you know, I'll go home and relax or whatever. And so I was sitting there typing away and I had a a jacket on, a heater on me, and a down jacket wrapped around my legs because I I mean, I was seriously that cold. Um, And so I remember feeling like my side of my stomach starting to itch. So like, I was like, what the heck? And it just kept itching. So I ended up eventually lifted like the corner of my shirt up. And I noticed this rash starting to Cover you know that has appeared on my stomach, and I was like, What the heck is going on like i never never get rashes, don't really have any skin allergies or I'm not allergic to anything that I know of, and so having this weird rash start breaking out on my body, I was like, all right, you know, like oh, that's kind of weird, I feel like crap, and this rash what you know what's going on? but I told my boss about it, I was like, you know what I'm just going to finish the day out and then I'll go home and rest and so I got home, I still felt terrible and I was freezing to death so I got you know got blankets and got a heater and you know was um, just trying to keep warm and rest and you know later that night I remember like I'm like all right I'm gonna check to see if this rash is like spreading or anything or like if am I getting better am I coming out of it you know maybe I just had some weird reaction earlier today and and actually the the rash ended up spreading up up the sides of my body and started kind of going into into my armpit across my chest. And, you know, like at this point, I'm kind of freaking out because, again, I, I never get sick. I'm not allergic to anything. What the heck am I having a reaction or where's this rash coming from? Um, and so I ended up staying home from work the next day and going into the doctor. I, I felt absolutely horrible. And, you know, the, th- the thing is, though, because... I, I couldn't like, I couldn't afford, um, I didn't have health, health insurance, so I couldn't, you know, like actually afford to go to like a good doctor's office. I went to this, uh, medical clinic and I had like the worst experience like ever. The, the doctor made me cry and basically told me he had no idea what was wrong with me. It was an allergic reaction. I could have some foreign disease and I'm like, what are you talking about? I've never gone out of the country. What What is going on? And he basically was telling me all this because I couldn't afford to get a blood test. I didn't have insurance. Um, Again, like the, the salary I was making, the $25,000, that didn't, that wasn't that plus benefits. It was just flat $25,000. So I was already, already having a hard time, uh, you know making ends meet with, you know, just car payments and electricity, groceries, you know, making, making ends meet, you know, just on a day-to-day basis. So I didn't, I didn't have any extra money to pay for this blood test. And so I re I remember he gave me some medication and was just like, well, good luck. You know, like it, it if it doesn't clear up in a week, like, let me know. I'm like, all right, thanks. That's awesome. So I ended up staying home from work the rest of the week. And uh, went into the weekend, stayed home, ended up staying home that Monday. And when I woke up that Monday morning, I, like, not only did I absolutely feel horrible, but I had this rash still all throughout my body. Um, But my face was swelled up and my eyes were swelled shut. And so if you can imagine, like, I'm this young girl in my 20s thousands of miles away from home, (laughs) I can't see, I have this rash on my body, and I feel absolutely horrible. Like, I wasn't, at this point, you know, like, I was kind of scared to rest and go to sleep because I wasn't sure if I was going to wake up, and I mean, I don't mean to be overly dramatic about that, but I was really just kind of freaking out, and I was so stressed out because I didn't know what was going on with my body, but I couldn't afford to figure out what was wrong with my body. And I remember my boss calling that day and, you know, she called to check on me to make sure it was all right. But I could hear from the tone in her voice that she was like, girl, get your stuff together. Like you've almost been out of work a week. Like it's time to get back to work. So as I'm laying there with my face swollen and my eyes kind of still swelled shut and this rash and... Feeling super weak, I'm like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be in there tomorrow. You know, like I feel absolutely horrible, but I'll get back to work right away. So, eventually, like I ended up going back to work the next day. I lost like over ten pounds within that time frame. My face, the swelling had gone down. Figured out it, I ended up having an actual allergic reaction to the medication that the doctor prescribed me. And like, I just, my face was like permanently red for like a month straight. So I ended up going back to work and, you know, like, I think ultimately I got so sick because I was so stressed out about not having any money, not making ends meet. Um, I had to defer my student loans for six months because I was just barely scraping by to pay my other bills. And you know, like, not not only had that happened during this time frame, I remember, like, during this same time frame, I had to, I mean, not the same week, but during the same time frame, I, my boss had asked me to go see some of our clients up at Fort Hood Army Base, which was probably about a three-hour drive um, from where I worked or whatever, and I just, I remember having to go to her and ask her for gas money because I didn't have enough money in my bank account to be able to pay for gas money to be able to go see the clients and do the job I was being asked to do. And so I guess my point here is when I would say like I was broke, I mean, I was literally <laughs> broke. The The idea, the the vision I had in my head of becoming this big successful career woman was about the furthest thing from what I was actually experiencing. I was nowhere close to being a successful business woman and living this life that I thought I would be set up to live and experience because I went to college to better myself and get this awesome business degree. And, you know, I think, I think that's kind of when like I, you know, first started to realize like, man, this isn't, this isn't what I signed up for. You know, I wanted wealth. I wanted to be able to pay off those student loans. I wanted to not just be scraping by and always stressed out and getting so sick from being stressed because stress does some crazy things to our our body. And, you know, I, I was, miserable. I was homesick. I was living 2000 miles away from home because I took this job to become this big su- successful career woman and I just felt like I was lied to from from the beginning. They never tell you like of all this that actually happens when you get out into the real world. And you know, like I I just wanted to be happy. I wanted to um experience freedom. And like, I wanted to live this life that I had envisioned, that life that I had envisioned while I was, you know, studying and working really hard in college. I, I wanted to have this successful life. And, you know, I, I just wanted these things ultimately because I really just didn't want to be scraping by in life. I mean, I'd experienced it with my own two eyes and I honestly wanted more out of life. I didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck like this and I just knew like I I just felt there had to be more more out there and there had to be a better opportunity because the way I was going about it was not working and I, I was so miserable and I just craved happiness so 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 bad and you know like so after like I mean this is kind of over a year's time frame as I'm experiencing all these things and just like stressed out constantly like being asked to buy all these uh nice business clothes but I'm like good lord like I I don't even make the money you're asking me to go spend on these clothes and so you know over this year's time frame I, I finally made it to my annual review and I got this small bump in salary and you know, I went I think I went from $25,000 to making $26,000 and I'm like, "Yay, like awesome." But hey, at least, you know, at least I got some somewhat of a raise and um and I think at that point it kind of dawned on me that to ultimately live this life that I had envisioned and that I wanted to and the the level of lifestyle and the happiness that I wanted in life was only going to be contingent upon what someone else thought of me. It was only going to happen if I did all the right things according to the boss. If I, you know, did all these check marks and everything they said and the review went well, then here you go. Here's a little bit more money, you know, and I would only be able to live the life of I I loved and that I wanted to if, if it was all contingent upon what they thought of me. So... The I I thought about it, you know, for a bit and I realized the only opportunity for me to increase my salary by tens of thousands of dollars, which would what it would take to even start thinking about living the life I wanted and I had envisioned was to become excellent at sales. And you know, I'm, like I said, this is my first podcast, you know, it's 2019, my first podcast. I'm still kind of shy, but can you imagine how shy I was at that time just out of college? And I'm like man like I don't know I'm gonna try the sales thing I just don't know how it'll work out and so I tried that for about six months it didn't go so well and so that's when I finally came to the realization that if I was ever gonna get to live the life I wanted and if I ever wanted to be able to have the freedom that I didn't I, I thought about and just craved so much because you know it wasn't only about the money but it was my friends were all at the river at four o'clock on a Friday afternoon, having a good time, and I'm stuck in a two-hour commute and being told that you know, the the owner wants you working 50 when you're paid for 40 hours, and you know, like that. That was my reality, and I was I was honestly kind of jealous of my friends laughing and having a good time and the happiness they had in their life, lives. And the the only way that I was ever going to do that. And live that life was I was going to have to leave this company because it was never going to happen for me within working for this company. And that's when I started really to begin to look for a new new job, a new position. I still wanted to climb the corporate ladder. And I, I you know, I knew in my heart that I could become this successful businesswoman that I had envisioned, you know, years ago. And so I spent my free time. I spent the weekends really looking and applying for job after job after job and, you know, I had a background in Google Analytics and search engine optimization and the web user experience and kind of looking at the psychology of how a consumer conveys the message on your website and what you need to do on the back end to push them down the path a little bit further. So I kind of had a background and stuff in that and, you know, I'm grateful for getting to learn that stuff while at this company. But it was just time for me to move on. So luckily I uh, ended up landing a position and it was called a social media administrator, which was, th- this was back before Facebook had business pages. I mean, this was back in 2011 before social media was such a odd term. Nobody really knew what it was. They weren't sure how to use it. Um, you know and like the the company i got hired on to work for they were the first within their industry to really go out on that path and start utilizing social media to interact with their consumers and that that was so exciting for me so from day 1 when i started like i i was super excited about working there about being able to utilize the skill set I already had and to being able to apply it and continue to learn and get more in depth in social media and i you know I'm so thankful for for this company because not only did they help me expand my knowledge but they also um like they helped me expand my knowledge but they within that they paid for me to fly across the country to attend marketing conferences, loyalty marketing conferences, to um, really enhance my skill set and be able to take that skill set and execute it within our company. Uh, we had 48 locations that, you know, I oversaw the social media aspect for, but I also oversaw a loyalty marketing program. So i go to these conferences and see, you know, how large, large, large organizations are are interacting with their consumers through loyalty marketing and maybe email emails um, like sending mass emails out, but also like what are they starting to do with this thing called Facebook and how are they starting to use that? And I, so I was able to kind of tie those components together, learn more knowledge about that, and then be able to bring it back to our company, meet with the the CEO and the VP of marketing and really discuss these ideas and then take a plan to the operations department and execute that plan. And I will be straight up honest with you. I love this stuff. I loved every minute of learning more in depth about it, reading blogs and reading different books on, you know, copywriting and marketing strategy and public relations and you know, reading uh, like social media examiner and all these blogs on a day to day basis. And not only did that company provide me with those tools to be able to really grow this program and make a return on investment for them. But they also allowed me to the opportunity to be mentored by a marketing consultant who had previously worked in this industry. And she really helped point me down the right path. And help me kind of get all my ducks in a row and make sense of all of this. And I, I just, I I honestly can't say enough good things about what I learned at that company, but really the more I learned and the more passionate I became about, um, this marketing and social media, like I just, I just was fully engrossed in it. And like, you know, I still had that vision of climbing the corporate ladder and, you know, maybe one day becoming the VP of marketing or the, the main point of marketing within this company. And that was, that was really until one day when I was on the phone with uh, my marketing consultant and she sounded a little short of breath. And I, I, you know, I was like, what is going on? But I asked her, I'm like, Hey, are you all right? Like you sound short of breath. And she's like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm on the treadmill right now. And I was like, wait, what you're on a treadmill right now? And that that's really when my mind was blown. I was like, all right, let me get this straight. So I sign off on your invoices and your payments. I know we're paying you $175 an hour to talk to me and mentor me. I've met you two times in like a period, you know, of over a year. And you're walking on a treadmill and earning $175 an hour. And that's when I had to ask myself, why in the hell am I chasing the corporate ladder? Like what what's the point? And that day was the day I decided to take control of my future and live the life that I truly wanted to live and go all in and figure out a way to become a entrepreneur. And you know, when I talk about control, You know, like I want to take that a step further is, you know, first the control was, you know, I I could never live this life I envisioned because someone was someone else got to sign off on if I did a good enough job to get a raise and how much that raise would be, you know, Um, and that, that really just didn't sit well with me because I knew how hard I was working and I was I was like at a poverty level, I felt like and barely making ends meet not, you know, able to even afford an apartment in the city of San Antonio because I wasn't making any enough money to afford the rent payment, you know, at the, when I was at that $25,000 salary. And then I like transition over to this new company and I'm loving it and I'm having a great time. And, you know, like, like I said, the light bulb went off when I realized like there's a different way to reach my goal than climbing this corporate ladder. And... It's, you know, I kind of feel like God plants things in your mind and in your heart for a reason. And in October, 2013, um, the CEO of the company walked into my office and he said, Hey, I'm going to need you to sign this document and let me know when you do, um, you know, we need to have a meeting. I'm like, all right, okay, no big deal. So I looked at the document and it was a confidentiality agreement. And I was like, oh, okay, <clears throat> maybe one of the owners is selling out. I've noticed, you know, the the president, CEO's office has been closed like quite a bit, which wasn't normal. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, one of them is selling out and they, you know, are just telling a few people at a time. So I go into the office, the CEO, the president, the owners are in there. One of them's crying and I'm like, what is going on? And they say, well, Megan, um... As of January 31st, you will no longer be employed by this company. We are selling out. Um, you cannot tell anyone else because you have signed this confidentiality agreement. But good luck. And January 31st comes, you no, will no longer be employed. And I remember walking out of that appointment or of that meeting. And I had to go straight to a doctor's appointment. And... The only thought in my head at that time was, I never want someone to control me like that again. And to me, becoming an entrepreneur and being in control of your schedule, being in control of the prices you set, how hard you work, and the character and integrity you bring to the table, I would rather do that day in and day out than have someone control my future like they have in the past. And so I'm here to tell you that eight years later, I, I own my own marketing firm. I do a lot of consulting and mentoring with marketing managers. And you know, it didn't happen overnight and there was a lot of bumps and bruises and roadblocks down this path. But I'm here to tell you like, like it can be done. And, you know, it, it's not only about the title of, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm the super successful person now. No, that is not only what this is about. But it's, the, it's about the experience of living a life where you are happy on a day-to-day basis. And you are living a joyful life. And, a, a, and you're grateful for the life. And you look forward to getting to do the work you do. And I, I'm so happy that I can say that like I've paid off a bunch of debt that was holding me back uh, from living the life I want and living the life I love and you know not living paycheck to paycheck to more or just scraping by has released so much stress off of me and I just want to say like if I can do it I know you can do it too and you know I kind of feel like I've been rambling on here but this is this is truly how I got from point A to point B. It was a long road. It wasn't perfect. There was a lot of ups and downs, and you know it's it wasn't pretty, not all the time, but I am so, so grateful that I made it to point B so thank you so much. If you've listened to this, I really, really appreciate it. Like I said, it was probably kind of rough. It was my first time, but I truly appreciate it so Um, I hope that sometime, uh, or I hope next time I do one of these, you can join me as well. And thanks again. Bye.